a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you on a Monday. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News, and as always, we got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to help you slow things down just a little bit, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And as always, I want you to help us in that process, help us elevate that conversation. You can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Weigh in, tell, us, tell me what's on your mind today, how you're looking at the world as we continue to deal with all things elections that just seem to keep rolling on just a little bit. But hopefully we're getting toward the tail end of that. Uh, the virus and pandemic uh, continues to accelerate and spike in so many areas, uh, not just in the country, but around the world. Obviously, we've got uh, issues right here close to home. And the right perspective on that is is the real test. I mean, where are we really and what are each of us willing to do uh, to move forward in a in a positive way. And so we're going to take a look at that as we go through the day today. Uh, a lot of this is about resilience. How do we actually not just bounce back, but bounce forward and uh, move forward in a positive way? We're going to look at that in a, in a host of different ways today, and uh, including coming up at 1120. Uh, Maya Jaredot is going to join us from Florida. She wrote a very uh, fascinating piece uh, dealing with religious liberty. And while uh, there have been a lot of crackdowns on religious liberty around the world. We're actually being more tolerant one-on-one, and we'll break that down with her coming up here at 1120, so stay tuned for that. We'll also celebrate the life of a great sports uh, caster, Bill Marcroft, who uh, passed away uh, late last week, and uh, our own Tim Hughes is going to join us to get some perspective into that view from the booth. I think it's an interesting view for the country. Uh, not just from a sporting standpoint, but that view from the booth gives you a really interesting insight and perspective that'll be coming up at 1135. And then, as I mentioned, we're going to round the day out with some resilience and how do we actually bounce forward. So, again, a great chance for you to weigh in today on a Monday as uh, we try to work our way through all of the happenings from over the weekend. And as I mentioned, you can always weigh in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. I want to know what's on your mind on a Monday. And so let's start with some of the uh, the big issues of the day as we get started here. Uh, obviously, it's a turbulent year, a lot going on. Uh, President Trump is continuing to work through all of his legal angles as it relates to the election, which is his right. We can let that play out. Many of uh, the states will start their certifications of their canvassing uh, in Utah. That happens tomorrow. And will be happening in other places around the country as the week goes on. And so my my guess is, my suspicion is that as those all start to happen, uh, the path for the president to uh, have any angles or even any, any legal pursuits that would have any merit or even be heard is going to get into a very, very small number. 
Uh, and then I think the transition will will begin a little bit more in earnest from there. Uh, but obviously what's on a lot of people's mind is uh, how this all relates uh, to the pandemic uh, and how we move forward there. Uh, I want to start, uh, this was from uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, over the weekend. Uh, of course, we had some more positive news this morning in terms of vaccines and other options coming out. So Moderna now uh, is really the second drug maker. Uh, to have something that uh, has some efficacy to it. And uh, this is what Dr. Fauci had to say about that. I said I would be satisfied with a 70, 75% efficacy, and that something like a 95% was really aspirational. We would like to have seen it, but it was aspirational. Well, our aspirations have been met. Uh, So that's good news. Uh, That's hopeful news. And uh, the thing that we have to remember, however, is that while the hope of this is very important, and for a lot of us weary folks out there, uh, it is it is very encouraging. Uh, but while that hope is important, hope is not a strategy. And so we need to make sure we are doing the things that we can do today. Vaccines are not here today. What are we going to do today to protect the most vulnerable? What are we going to do to help our healthcare workers, our aged and those uh, with chronic illness and those kinds of things who are most susceptible? Uh, what are we going to do there? And what are we willing to do? Uh, and that will continue to be the debate in so many uh, places. But we have to really think that through. What, what does this actually mean? And hope is good. But again, hope is not a strategy. We have to have strategies to deal with today until we can actually get a vaccine out in mass quantities. Obviously, we want to get it to our first responders and our most vulnerable first. uh, But how's that all going to play out? Uh, I want to go quickly now to uh, Alex Azar, the Secretary of Health and Human Services. He spoke on uh, Good Morning America. We hope that uh, because of Moderna and Pfizer's vaccines, which we've already been producing, to have enough by the end of December to vaccinate 20 million of our most vulnerable citizens. We made it clear there'll be no politicization of these processes, and I'm, I just assume everybody else involved similarly is calling balls and strikes based on science data and evidence, and that is certainly what we're going to do. Uh, so I, I love the idea of just balls and strikes. Uh, we need more people in there just saying balls and strikes. Here's what the science says. Here's what our best estimates say. And here's what we're actually going to do. And then once we do something, let's go back. And the, the one challenge in all of this is because of the pace of our 24-7 news cycles, we are losing our ability to assess and go back. What went right? What went wrong? What could have been done better? Uh, Those are crucial leadership skills, Uh, but it doesn't matter uh, where you fall politically. Uh, Our leaders are not going back and saying, well, we did this, this, and this, and uh, the first two seemed to work pretty well. The second one was kind of moot, and the third one was a disaster. Uh, Let's fix that. Uh, So we have to have that ability to stop, to pause, to reflect before we rush on to the next thing. Uh, but it seems like the the way leadership models are going, uh, that all you do is you just keep flooding the zone with whatever you want the narrative to be next. And the inability or the unwillingness to actually assess and hold people accountable for what happens uh, is part of the challenge, and not just with the coronavirus, but with a host of other things going on, whether that's contact tracing, whether that's with the uh, the science and the research uh, around some of these Uh, vaccines, uh, I guarantee you those businesses are looking at, okay, what happened? What went right? What went wrong? What could have been done better? Uh, And that's how you get improvement. Uh, 
And we have to get the American people to buy into that. Now, in one uh, really positive uh, space over the weekend, uh, SpaceX launched four astronauts to the International Space Station. Uh, and I, I just love uh, I love space travel because I think it is all about that resiliency of the human spirit and that never ending need uh, for people to explore what is beyond. And uh, just as they reached orbit, uh, Commander Mike Hopkins uh, had something to say to the folks back here on planet Earth, uh, which I think is uh, very relevant for all of us today. By working together through these difficult times, you've inspired the nation, the world, and in no small part, the uh, the name of this incredible vehicle, Resilience. And now it's time for us to do our part, crew one for all. All right, I love that. Uh, they named their craft Resilience uh, in honor of 2020 and uh, what we need to do next as a nation and we're going to continue that as a theme as uh, we go throughout the day today. Uh, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, Maya Jaradat is going to join us. We're going to talk about religious liberty in an age of pandemic. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.